Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Boys and girls, this is the Undisputed Era. Adam Cole, Kylo Riley, Roderick Strong, and you're listening to Going In Raw, baby. What's up? This is the most must-see WWE superstar of all time and his lovely, gorgeous wife. Marie. And you are going in SmackDown Live. Hey, this is Shinsuke Nakamura. Shinsuke Watson going in the Raw. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Lars. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steven Larson and available wherever podcasts can be found. Yeah. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and the notify bell next to it. Make sure you always get your new Going In Raw notifications. Mm-hmm. We're also available on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Steven Larson. Man, I created probably my favorite thumbnail of all time uh, with Larson's. Shoe Creation Lab. Yeah, man, that was top-notch stuff, I'll tell you what. So, uh, the thumbnail, not so much my shoe creation skills. No, man, I thought it was great. Uh, so we went into 2K20. Larson designed me three solid shoes uh, for my slow Wolfpack NBA team. That's available at the $5 Patreon level, as well as the Mandalorian review from this week. Uh, we had a really good discussion on what the word buried actually means in pro wrestling. Uh, we're going to do an Ask Stephen Larson today. We defined it. We defined it. We did the impossible. We made possible the impossible. Hey, Adam Mayhem's here. How's it going, Adam? Adam Mayhem's here. Uh, and then. Uh, I How's think it going, did, former champ? I think we did one more bonus episode. I mean, it's four days. There should have been four of them. We do on Wednesday. That was Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Tuesday. We did uh, the term buried. And what was Monday? Uh, we did something. Oh, oh, one year after Becky Lynch's right, uh, bloody right. nose thing. That's right. So that that's was a right. good one, too. So, yeah, check all that stuff out. We got lots of bonus content there on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Oh, and then yesterday we had a new patron, Bastard Ox. Wow. I'm the Bastard Ox. Good name. So that's cool. Uh, so, anyways, uh, yeah. Oh, by the way, if you're watching this live, as you could tell, we already had one botch. Yeah. Uh, so this will be going up for the patrons afterwards. Uh, and then, uh, and then, yeah, if you're watching live, we've had internet issues all night. That's just, this is the way it's been lately. I don't know what the well, deal we, is. We stream for more like an hour. I know. So anyways, if that Wait, happens, hold on. Stop the news. That happens. Nothing we can do about it. Adam Mayhem. Vancouver is lovely. I'm getting married next month. Oh, that's a disaster. Congratulations. What an Champ. absolute disaster. I'm joking. Congratulations, Adam Mayhem. That's terrific. Good job. Are we invited? Are we invited to that? I think at least I am. I'm probably paying for part of this wedding. Vancouver, probably. Oh, my goodness. Gosh. Anyways, uh, so SmackDown on Fox. Can we just talk about a Mayhem's wedding instead of SmackDown? It's sort of a toss-up. They're both going to be crap. Um, yeah, SmackDown was, again, man, like, does Bruce Pritchard just think that he can coast? What's the deal with that? that we're building to, I mean, like, Bruce this... Pritchard thinks he can coast probably as long as he tells Vince yes. Right? Like this is embarrassing. Like the, the the creative has been embarrassingly two weeks in a row has been garbage. Okay, so I won't necessarily call it garbage. Last week was garbage. Last week was pure garbage. This had some garbage in it. But they did the thing where something was so bad last week that this week they doubled down on it. So last week we had that awful Baron Corbin barking dog thing. Oh, people hated it legitimately. Let's double down on it. And so they had a guy come out in like a dog costume 
Like a mascot dog thing. Well, there's that, and then also they uh, they changed the Titantron for Roman. Instead of having his dog do the the high pitched bark, mm-hmm. they had a new animated Chihuahua. Yeah, in Roman gear, and with the high pitched bark. Yeah. So yeah, it's doubling down. Yeah, man. And it's ridiculous. It's it's pretty bad. <clears throat> there were some. Decent moments tonight, although it's obvious that this invasion thing, I mean, you, you got to let it go if you're going to enjoy it. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's, to be honest, that's a lot with WWE. If you're going to enjoy, if you're going to, if you're going to appreciate the performances of some of these performers, you got to let go of some of the glaring, gaping logic holes. What are they going to do with Team NXT on the men's side? Adam Cole doesn't have a match, so it's obvious that he's probably going to be captaining Team NXT. But the majority of, like, everybody else in his faction, they all have matches. Yeah. Finn Balor, Matt Riddle, they have matches. Uh, Well, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. At TakeOver. I'm at TakeOver. Sorry. Uh, So everybody that he's fighting in this War Games match, which is their yearly brutal physical bout. I know. Now he's going to have to partner up with them the next day, probably. A blood feud. When are they going to discuss or when are they going to announce what this men's team NXT thing is going to be? I don't know. I don't know. They got to get to it, though. Maybe they're, they're doing the thing where, but then there's no time. It's like just they're, different they're waiting for war games to play out. And then like on the kickoff show for Survivor Series, you're going to have one segment where it'd be like, all right, I know we went to war yesterday, but hey, we're NXT. Yeah. So let's team up and take and show main roster who's the boss. I mean, you even saw that a little bit tonight. Where Shayna shows up and she has uh, a, everybody that she's going to be fighting. Like they didn't, they didn't have. There was no Io Shirai. There was no Bianca Belair. No Candice LeRae. And there was no can. And well, there's no Candice, but she's on the other team. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm talking about Shayna's team, oh, and sorry. obviously no Kaylee Ray. Yeah. But everybody else, like including Dakota Kai, who's been kicked off, who, who didn't make the the, the, the cut, cut. Yeah. But she's still obviously aligning with the good guys. Mm-hmm. They all show up to have Shayna's back. We are all NXT, but at the same time, they're going to be take, They're going to be in the first War Games match all against. Each I know other. against Shayna, against Shayna and her squad. So you got to kind of throw that out the window. The, the a seemed, bit. It seemed like uh, the first night of the NXT invasion, they had it kind of right. Well, where you had Ciampa on one side of the ring and Adam Cole on the other side of the ring to close the show. And while Adam Cole had just beat Daniel Bryan, he was on cloud nine. He just had Triple H's arm around him. Yeah, sure. He was ecstatic. The whole time, yeah, Ciampa's out there. Yeah. But what's he focusing yeah, on? Yeah, Ciampa's looking at the title. He's focusing on that belt. Yeah. You, you can you can have you can kind of have it both ways if you're subtle about it. In that instance, it was handled correctly. Uh, 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 I, I don't feel like the way they stage things, particularly with the, the women's stuff, um, having all the faces back up Shayna is exactly how it probably should have played out. Yeah. Like, and I, I guess to an extent they didn't hammer home. I didn't feel like maybe I'm wrong. They're here to back up Shayna. Mm-hmm. It could be seen as this kind of a coincidental thing. Shayna's there to stir the pot a little bit for her match against Bailey, whereas uh, the prospective team NXT for the women's match is out there to stir stuff up with Sasha. Yeah, yeah. So I guess in that sense they didn't actually really hammer home. Oh, we're here to back up Shayna, but you can imply that based on how based on the sequence of events. I think that the thing is it's I. <sighs> And maybe I, may, I could be speculating far too much, and that's totally fair because I do that sometimes. But it's not difficult to think that Triple H is building his pay-per-view because he knows damn well that with Vince, things will change at the very last minute. He could have built this War Games thing to be like, hey, you know, in, during the, during the lead-up, um, incorporate what this Team NXT thing is going to be. He's clever enough and he's creative enough Mm -hmm. to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. But uh, at least, I mean, it's because to me anyways, as a watcher of both shows of main roster product and NXT, there is that elephant in the room. Yeah. Like you need to be addressing this What if on uh, NXT last week, Triple H had gathered Adam Cole, Ciampa, Riddle, Keith Lee, and tossed another heel in there so Adam Cole's not the lone heel in the room. And they're in the boardroom in the performance center. And he's like, all right, I know you guys got war games coming up. But listen, I need you guys to be on the same page on Sunday. Yeah. You can go tear each other apart on Saturday. Save a little bit, though. Sunday. Need all of you. No, it, you're, that's exactly what because should be happening. Because that can play into the story yeah, of war games, too. You have too. tension there. 
You have tension there. You've got like, man, we're on the same team, but we're also in a blood feud. This is going to get messier. It, can, it plays into it. You're absolutely correct. That, that'd be like perfect. You know. Problem but, is probably Vince hasn't decided who he wants is, on yeah, Team he NXT for Survivor Series. He doesn't know. Give me Kona Reeves. Yeah. Dan Matha. And it's the same thing. Like this week on SmackDown. Give me Bo Dallas. We're, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give me Neville. Where's, where's that Richie Steamboat kid? <laughs> where, where, yeah. Where's Neville? But it was, it, there was a lot of, I'm beyond that. There was just a lot of like sort of treading water. Well, like, that's what WWE product is these days, though. We had a really good tag team match for the tag titles. That was really good. That was a really good match. Uh, the end segment uh, with Daniel Bryan. That was good. It was pretty good. We got the new, oh, we should mention this because it's in the title. Oh, uh, yeah. The new universal title. You can take a guess what it looks like. It's on SmackDown now. It's blue. It's blue instead of red. Instead of red. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's a darker blue. Yeah. It's not like... It's not bright royal blue. It's not as bright as the as the red universal one, which is like near color unsafe. Nah, it had a little. Uh, it, it wasn't that bright. It was bad. It was bad. It was. It wasn't that bright. I don't think it's worth like whining about to ruin a match at SummerSlam. Definitely that one not. Year. But it was an ugly ass title. Yeah, you this get it out of your system once, and then that's that. This ain't much better. Whatever the blue equivalent was of that red, maybe dial it back on on the tint. Towards the darker side, maybe 10%, and that's no, what you, you got. You know how much people would have marked out if they legacy that shit, bring, like, a freaking the winged eagle back? Like, come on, man. Make something cool. Make something different. Do that's something new. That's expecting too much of WWE, man. Be new and be old at the same time. That's expecting too much. Or, like, give the Everything has got to be title. very formulaic, generic, fit into this corporate uh, strategy they have of uh, synergy across all brands in terms of the belts looking equally bland across all, all brands. Put Cletus on the on the title. There you go. It's a good-looking look. The design is a good-looking title. Yeah, it's fine. We already have one of them, exactly. and it's the best one, and it's one that's over on Raw that's on Brock. Yeah. So, like, you know, just come out with a different It'd be cool one. if they had Cletus on there. It's like a little animatronic thing, but it's not full-on 3D. Yeah. No, it's just cool. moving within the confines kind of of the belt. That'd be cool. Like he's Like he's existentially trying to get out of there? Kind of. Get me out of here. Kind of, yeah. No, Cletus. Stay here. Yeah. So, yeah, just another kind of a bland. Kind of throwaway show. And then they announced one match for next week, which is not really something anybody really wants to see, I think. Six-man tag. Reigns, Ollie, Gable taking on Corbin, um, and Rude and Ziggler. Still have no idea why they're a, a, a thing now. Anyways, let's get to the show. Because it kicked off in, the, in basically the worst way possible. Same way things kicked off last week. Yeah. More Baron Corbin talking. Yeah. And this time he's on the uh, the hand cart thing where people are bringing Bring him, him down the ring because he's King Corbin. Yeah, so Corbin talks. So the entirety of between him talking and the first match, that got us to the first half hour. Yeah, he was 12 minutes of him talking, him and Rude and Ziggler. Yeah. That was the first 12 minutes of the show. So they're going on and on and on about this match coming up, which would be next, uh, uh, where uh, Dolph and Bob Rude could replace Mustafa Ali and Chad Gable mm. on Team SmackDown. Uh, for the Survivor Series traditional type match, uh, they're all questioning Roman Reigns' leadership in allowing this NXT uh, invasion to happen in the first place. Mm-hmm. Kind of a lame motivation to go after Roman. Yeah, sure. Um, and then especially when you got someone like Baron Corbin leading the charge. Yeah. Like, who's going to follow that guy? Yeah, I know. Exactly. Um, yeah. uh, they, and then... Well, uh, yeah, I'll uh, tell you who. Uh, Bob Rudin yeah, and Dolph Ziggler. The sad state of affairs the two of them. <laughs> and so at the end of which, they're all talking. It's all kind of saying the same stuff. Uh, Baron calls down Reigns, says, come to the ring. Cue Reigns' music, and then you get the, the, the dude in the, in the, the dog, mo- dog mascot costume. Which, like, we thought could have been somebody, like, could have been Roman, could have been somebody like, oh. Yeah. Like that one time, like, uh, Cedric Alexander, like, he was like a... Uh, He's like a masked wrestler or something. Remember? It was yeah, like, he's a, he was a janitor with a mask. He was a janitor on. Yeah, with yeah. a mask on. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to say janitor, but I was like, right, they really put a mask on a janitor guy. Yeah, that's weird. Um, yeah, but it was just nobody. What if it was Cedric in that mask? And at the very last minute, they're like, hey, we're not going to do the Cedric thing. We're not going to do that. So just have him go off into the crowd and walk away. I know it's opportunity there. And he's fun. like, Ugh. Ugh. oh man. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so yeah. So uh, I mentioned the Chihuahua graphics on the Titan Tron, and, the, and then uh, Baron is like, hey, kneel before me, mascot mm-hmm. does. Blech. Yeah. Uh, after the commercial break, we got the match. Dolph and Bob Brew taking on Mustafa Ali and Chad Gibbles. This is fun enough, um, especially early on. Chad Gibbles 
like wrestling circles around Bob Rude. Yeah, anytime you get Chad Gable and Mustafa Ali. He was doing some great stuff. And then Rude turns the tables just by punching him in the face. And Mustafa Ali had just the most most amazing shade of blue on his ring gear. Amazing. It was like the perfect mixture of like blue and teal. and Perfect. Yeah, it was beautiful. Perfect. Um, so uh, oh, he's got his name back too. That happened yeah, earlier this week. It did. It changed. He mentioned on Twitter and then on the roster's page. It changed and then today. It was official because it was on TV. So it was canon. Yeah. Um, and so Rude comes in. He knocks Ollie off the apron to the announce table. Roman comes down now to the ring, and then they go to commercial. But why go into commercial when actually stakes have been raised? Yeah. The great thing is, uh, oh. we come back from commercial. And, like, nothing has happened. Like, the dog mascot, right before commercial went to break, I think. Yeah, just, just left through the, the audience. Yeah. And uh, Corbin, when we come back from commercial, as opposed to something intriguing happening, uh, Corbin is standing sort of on one side of the ring. And then about 25 feet away, or 20, yeah, about 20 feet 20 away. 20 feet away, you got reins, yeah. Destroyed. You got reins. And they're just sort of talking at each other. Seemingly like too far away for them to actually understand what each other. Like, I guess you would assume talking trash, <laughs> right? So Ollie's in the ring against both Zol- uh, Dolph and uh, Rude. He tosses Dolph out of the ring. Uh, Rude goes into the ring post. Uh, Ali goes for the tag, but Dolph intercepts him, hits a famer, so that gets him a two count. So Dolph sets up for the finish, super mm-hmm. kick. Yeah. Instead, he super kick from Ali. Mm. Um, uh, Gable gets up. Oh, he got pulled from the corner earlier. Uh, Gable gets up, uh, gets to his corner. Ollie gets the hot tag. Gable clears house. There's a great bit where he does like a Pele kick mm-hmm. uh, uh, to Dolph. And as soon as he's rolling over, he grabs Dolph's ankle right into an ankle lock. It was yeah, amazing. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Uh, Bob Roode comes in to break it up. And then Bob Roode starts uh, calling for Corbin's scepter, mm-hmm. which I don't know if Bob Roode is aware of this. This is not a no DQ bout. If he were to use scepter, he would be disqualified, and they would not go on to Survivor Series. It's his heel doesn't make sense coming in. It just doesn't make sense. If you want to win, anyways, Corbin's like, oh, all right. He used to drive by from Reigns. Yeah, that was actually kind of cool because Reigns just came from flying out of frame yeah. and into it. He had some pretty good air on that he did. too. And Roode gets out of the ring. He drives Reigns into the announce table. He turns around. Ali takes him out with a suicide dive. And then uh, Baron runs towards Ali with a clothesline, I think. Ali ducks. Rain spears Corbin back in the ring. Uh, Gable hits that rolling German suplex chaos theory, I believe it's called. Mustafa Ali follows with a 450 to get the pin on Dolph. Ali, Gable, they're going to Survivor they Series. They stay on that team Survivor Series for now. Yes. But next week we have, it was announced later on the show, there's a six-man tag match. Yeah. I wonder if their spots are going to be potentially open at that point as well. I hope not. Who knows? I mean, I like Rude and Dolph. I don't really care who's in that yeah, match. Yeah, they're fine, but I feel like Ali and Gable benefit more from being in the yeah, tag match. Yeah, sure, sure. I mean, I kind of feel like Dolph, especially, his spot, it's where it is. Mm-hmm. And I like to see Rude elevated up the the uh, the card. However, that's not going to happen while he's aligned with Dolph. I just like seeing Mustafa Ali and Chad Gable wrestle. I think they're great. So that's that's kind of what I care that about. That we can agree on, but Steve. Now that we've said that, now yeah. that we've said that, they're probably going to kick. Probably they'll find some somehow. some way to 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 make us want to watch a that's Survivor gonna, Series just a little. That bit That match going to end in a scrub, and then it's going to be decided in the kickoff show. Probably taking valuable minutes away from probably the cruiserweight matchup. The rematch between Leo Rush and Angel Garza. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how it's going to go yeah. down. That's going to be a seven-minute WWE style match. Rust hold fest. <laughs> Rust hold fest. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Anyway, Steve, before we continue. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well. Whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project 
in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Uh, next, we had a Daniel Bryan, Bray Wyatt recap. Of course, Bray, the Fiend, attacked Daniel Bryan last week. Uh, saw that again. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, Firefly Funhouse <clears throat> starts on a tight shot of universal title that has existed. Kind of zooms out. Bray's like, something's not right. He spins like Nick Aldis in the Retromania commercial. Yeah. And now he's a magician. <laughs> and he casts a spell on the universal title. Poof. Now the, the, the strap, instead of red, is blue. Do you want to challenge for the NWA title, buddy? <laughs> I'm going retro. I'm going retro. <laughs> and then he says, uh, later tonight, Ms. TV, my favorite show. He's really looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. He's got something up his sleeve. <laughs> he sure does. He sure does. After uh, that, we see uh, Corbin, Rude, and Dolph backstage. They're all arguing, and Corbin just says, I, I'll fix it. And Rude and Ziggler run off. Oh, no, sorry. Corbin goes off. Is Corbin like the, the best backstage politic or what? What's going on here? He's got to be. This is like Hogan level of it politics really skills is. for him to constantly be like the focus of the show. I know. And it's been that way for a year and it necessitated the McMahon shakeup. And here we are literally a year later and it's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. 11 months on. Almost and yet, to the day. And yet within that, those past 12 months. Oh, wait. Was that before then? Hmm. I was going to say, they've struck, like, what, $2 billion TV deals. Yeah, I know. Boggles yeah. the mind, man. Yeah, anyways. I guess there is that kind of premium on live uh, sports content. So then we had uh. Braun Strowman come out, and waiting for him is the B team and Drew Gulak. Now, yeah. I, I must have missed this. Did they mention, was a match actually supposed to take no, place? No, but that's here? the inference, because they had a lower third for Drew and the B team. And little Nate was out there. Yeah, there's so ref, they had a out, ref there. out there. But Drew's talking. He says, the B team is out here because unlike you, they want to learn something from me. Drew shaved his head, too. Yeah. He looked way different, by the way, without hair. He looked quite a bit different, yeah. <laughs> uh, and he says, well, if, and if you would listen to me. Oh, sorry. He said, and, and, and once I replace you on Team SmackDown for Survivor Series, here's what's going to happen. He throws the Tron. There's a still of him, and it says uh, Drew is the, the saves Team SmackDown or something. Survivor yeah. Series. Uh, so he starts uh, berating Braun putting his finger in his face. Braun grabs finger. B-team attack. He's been watching some NXT, uh, yeah. yeah, some Pete Dunn matches. Yeah, Learn how to do this to make the snap with his arms when it hits the sides. Um, of course, Braun fights them all off, mm-hmm. uh, culminating in a power slam on Curtis Axel. Mm-hmm. No match happened. End scene. Yeah. I mean, okay, so. I guess the upside is we don't get a three-on-one squash match where Braun wins over... Yeah. Drew and the B team. That's a positive. Also a positive. Drew Gulak is on TV and he makes the most of every opportunity given and he will be, I think he'll be okay. It's just once again, he has to go from being a guy who was pretty dominant and serious and really good on 205, being the sort of General Zod type, calling himself the best submission expert in WWE, not just 205, but WWE. Uh, and he has fallen all the way back down, but he is in a thing with Braun Strowman. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see how it plays out. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't be, have a lot of confidence. I want to be, I want to be optimistic, but uh, it's, it, I'm giving no reason to be. After that, backstage. This is this. I'm I'm always positive when I see the new day. Absolutely. So they're about to come out for their their tag title defense against the revival. They get a promo. Uh, Big E shouts out some Philadelphia sports, including the Eagles besting the Patriots in the Super Bowl a couple boo, years back, boo. Uh, which really stung Kofi because he's a Patriots fan. Yeah, man, I'm with I'm with the former WWE champion, man. That's my that's our. I'm team. with Big E. Fly Eagles, fly. Boo earns. Um, and then uh, Kofi says, you know, uh, Xavier Woods might not be here with us. Of course, he's recuperating from Achilles uh, surgery. Um, he says, but he's always right here and right here. More importantly, he's on that Rooster Teeth stream, raising, chopping people, raising a million dollars yep. for charity for extra chopping, life, chopping people and chopping the crap out of people. Yeah. That's right. So, uh, Biggie proceeds to do uh, their entrance, mm-hmm. um, and uh, we go to commercial. It's always a delight when you get to see that entrance when they oh, do it live when they show them do it. I know it's great. It's great. Uh, come back from commercial. Uh, Daniel Bryan's walking backstage. He's approached by Sami Zayn, Shinsuke Nakamura. They continue making their pitch. Sammy demands an answer tonight, essentially, because uh, 
Daniel Bryan's got a fiend problem. Yeah. And they say, if you want to best the fiend, or heck, just survive, mm -hmm. you need us. Yeah. Uh, Brian explains to him, uh, or asks, well, if you have my back... Where the heck were you? Why'd you run off when the fiend attacked last you week? bolted, you bastard. And Sammy's like, well, I knew you were going to ask that. I was running to get Nakamura. I was trying to do this. I was trying to do that. And Daniel Bryan interrupts and says, here, I don't need your help. I'm not joining your group. But I, if you will, I know someone that you could use. Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman. And Sammy starts running him down. He's like, Braun Strowman. He's like, no, man. Brian walks away. And meanwhile, Sammy's shouting at him down the hallway. We're intellectuals. We are artists. He is just strong. And he is, that's all he has. He's got strength and power. And then he backs up and he says, oh, my God, Braun, you were standing right there. You're so big and you're so quiet. How are you so quiet when you're so big? It's yeah, like it was the great. Drax thing. It was, it was funny. pretty funny. It was good. Uh, and then so he starts to sort of move him and Shinsuke away. But Shinsuke isn't – he's not batting an eye, I'm man. Phased, man. He's looking at him. He's like, man, I want to Kinshasa your head off, yeah, big man. man. It was great. So maybe that's a match we'll get to see. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Probably not. How often do they set things up that seem intriguing and then just don't do anything about it? I mean, we, we're literally talking about this entire thing. Like Daniel Bryan versus Shinsuke. Where's that? Shinsuke versus Braun Strowman. Are we going to get that? No, probably no, not. No. Next, New Day versus Revival rematch. The tag titles. Of course, New Day just won them a couple weeks back. Or last week, actually. Uh, early on, Revival up the upper hand on Kofi. Uh, he was isolated for a good portion of the match. Uh, at one point, he jumps for a hot tag, try to get to Big E. Uh, Dash catches him, hits him with a power slam. I mean, Kofi should stop like jumping when there's other people in his way. This is the second time uh, to, 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 I want to say, disastrous effect this time. But previously, when he leapt towards Brock... Didn't work out for him. Bad move. Is this going to be a story beat? A la Corbin's being susceptible to roll up? Uh, it could be. Kofi makes it that. I mean, I don't think anybody, I, I don't I even think maybe Corbin's probably back there like, man, I need to add some dimension to my character. How about my Achilles heel is, you know, uh, getting rolled up. And so when they're going over the match, he's like, hey, why didn't you, you beat me with a roll up? You just roll me up. It's my thing. It's like if people can just beat me. Yeah. And then Vince is like, I love you so much. You get whatever you You're want. so handsome. You're, You're so, so handsome. smart. You're so smart. You're, You're so, so tall. Tall and funny. You brought, You had money already. You don't need me. You're in the NFL. You had money. That shows you have ambition. <laughs> I like ambition. You, you came into NXT with your brass rings. And your giant balls. And your golden gloves. <laughs> I love you. They see my thing so much. He's a what three time Golden Glove champion. I love it. See, a lot of people in coming through WWE were Golden Glove. It wasn't Mark Merrow one too. That's what they said. Yeah, there's two people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's like a bunch more though. Probably. Yeah. Like, what does it take to win Golden Gloves? Uh, being not knowing how to box. That's well, the first yeah, thing. yeah. That's the first thing. But like, how often do they ha do they have Golden Gloves? I would think at least annually. <laughs> well, see, a, a lot more like. I think semi annually. <laughs> I gotta look. I'll look it up after the show. All right, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, after that uh, power slam, uh, SmackDown goes to commercial. Steve, let's take inspiration. Oh, I think it's a great idea. Let's do that too. Yeah. Here we go. So we're back from commercial. Dash gets the tag. Dawson. Uh, they're keeping Kofi isolated. Uh, Dawson goes for a top rope elbow drop. Kofi evades. Gets the tag to Big E. Uh, Big E comes in belly to bellies for Dawson. Uh, splash. Oh, wait, do I have Dash in here? Oh, they, they both got the tags in. Sorry. The Dash. Uh, he goes for the splash. Dash gets his knees up. Uh, Dawson uh, is t uh, tags in. He ends up eating Uranagi in the corner. Ooh, Epico just dropped a $10 super chat on us. Hi, Epico. I think that's his way of saying he's in danger. I hope you're fine. He's like, there's no, cause there's no message here. He's yeah. He's like, uh oh. I'm in a trunk somewhere in Florida. It's, I his, think. it's his, like, SOS. <laughs> it is, yes. exactly. Uh, so Dash tags himself in. Uh, Big E goes for his apron spear, uh, but Wilder ends up hitting a tornado DDT instead. Kofi is back in. He sends the revival from the ring, follows with that awesome trust fall he does. Oh, that's great. It's great. Uh, New Day set up for midnight hour on Dawson. Dash is in there to break it up. Dawson hits a DDT on Big E. That gets him a two count. Uh, revival go for a double draping T DDT. Shout out Randall Orton. Um, Big E sends him out of the ring with kind of like a Northern Light suplex on both of them. Kofi goes for a tope. He's caught, and he is ran with great force yeah. into the ring post. And then the revival, he had a belly-to-back, double belly-to-back suplex on Big E, kind of like on the corner of the announce table. Mm -hmm. Those both those spots look like they hurt. 
Kofi's back in. Revival's back in. They hit Shatter Machine. Sorry, Big E's back in. Yeah. Revival hits Shatter Machine on him. Kofi breaks up the pin. And then they're all selling. And then Undisputed Era come out. They lay out everybody. Yeah. Just total eliminations all over the place. Mm-hmm. Super kicks all over the place. Flying knees. Jumping knees all over the place. Yeah. And that's Undisputed. SmackDown locker room empties out. Undisputed Era runs out the crowd. It's talking crap. Adam Cole saying, we run WWE. Yeah. Yeah. And that's Undisputed. So, yeah, still undetermined as to whom exactly. I mean, there was a tag match, and, of course, you know, Unspeeded Era, Redragon, they uh, got their licks in on their opponents, or on a couple of their opponents anyways. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see how that all plays out. I'm still anxious to see how they're going to kayfabe this, but you're probably right. Like, they're probably going to do something either in the kickoff, because there's, there's one more episode I mean, each show left, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. It's not a whole lot of time. Not a whole lot of time. Maybe they'll draw straws in the NXT locker room. I appreciate, though, that Triple H is just like, look, I'm doing my show, and I'm going to get this as heated as possible because it's war games. That's what I care about. And, Vince, whatever you tell me, whatever team you figure out you want for NXT, then I will figure it out when I figure it out. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I guess so. So, anyways, that's all you can do. Heavy Machinery was up next with a squash match. Uh, against Kip Stevens yeah. and Kevin Tibbs. Time to go to the local competitor yeah, Twitter Yeah, yeah. Well, both, both of them are going by their actual wrestling names because unless they change tights, because Kip, I assume Kip, had uh, his name Kip in uh, uh, a la the Oasis mm-hmm. uh, logo on his trunks, ah. and Tibbs had his name down the side of his trunks. Sorry, right. his tights. Here we go. Kip slash Evil Kip. Slash Francis Kiplin Stevens is currently one half of the Breakfast Club with CPA, uh, somebody named CPA, Estranged CPA, Real Person Nick, Suburban Badass. Uh, this year, Kip appeared for numerous promotions, including VPW, VPW Wrestle Pro, Blitzkrieg Pro, and Creative Pro. I've mm. heard of two of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin Tibbs. The current VP wrestling champion was on the September 10th episode of SmackDown where he was thrown over the barricade by Eric Rowan onto Roman Reigns and a bunch of security guards when they brawled. However, Kevin had another WWE match on the April 17th, 2018-205 episode where he teamed with Vinny Scalise slash VSK as Kevin Kevin D. Tiberius against Jack Gallagher and Brian Kendrick. Hmm. So whenever they're in the Philly area... I guess they call them up. Interesting. VP Wrestling. Was, oh, Victory Pro Wrestling from Long Island. Oh, Long Island. Well, okay. from Long Island. Gotcha. Anyways, yeah, squash match. Heavy Machinery dominated throughout. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got the win with the compactor. Next, Sasha and Bailey backstage for the interview. Bailey says, uh, uh, after taking out Becky on Raw, Shayna on NXT, she won't be an afterthought anymore. Nope. People got to start thinking about her, not taking her eyes. Off her when they're, she's in the ring, she says, right now, I don't wrestle for anybody other than me. I don't wrestle for the fans. Don't wrestle for anybody else except for Bailey. Well, she, I mean, really, she wrestles for WWE. Yeah. Like, Bailey's not contract. paying her yeah, contract. Bailey's paycheck. Like, that, that makes sense. It doesn't make any sense. She pays. She well, unless she was the, uh, the, the sole proprietor of a, a corporation, and, but then she, like, paid herself like an employee. That's a good point. Yeah. Maybe that's what she In means. which case, it would be, like, Bailey... You know, uh, 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 LLC Incorporated. Yeah, something like that. S Corp. S Corp. And then Daily S Corp. Paying herself as she <laughs> gave herself yeah. a job title and pay herself <laughs> that. Right. Withholdings and all that. Yeah, I guess so. Anyways, uh, after that. I guess she could pay herself that way. <laughs> Nikki Cross versus Bailey. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it was actually a pretty cool match, actually. Yeah, Shanna showed up immediately. <laughs> Basically, I think like two moves happened. Shayna shows up. Bailey gets out of there. She <laughs> runs into the crowd, jumps to the barricade, and boof, there's Team Rhea. They swapped out Candace for Dakota Kai, but otherwise it's Team Rhea. <laughs> right. Where was Candace? Uh, I don't know. In chat, they were speculating that she was hanging out with her husband because he's probably, I guarantee there was an NXT house show tonight. Let's see. Probably. Let's hashtag, what, Fort? What is it? Fort Largo or something like that? Well, it was Largo and Largo. Fort Myers. <laughs> Fort Myers combined. Yeah. Places. Myers Largo. <laughs> That sounds like a future job or local enhancement talent. NXT. Oh, Citrus Springs. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Nine hours. To, yeah, Citrus Springs tonight. Let's see here. 
Deanna Parazzo, uh, Zyli, uh, oh, it looks like, uh, one of her and Chelsea, EO. Chelsea Green. One of her, uh, Kenneth and EO had a match or something because EO wasn't there. Anyway, so, uh, Team Rhea, Team, uh, Rhea shows up behind Bailey. Uh, Rhea just like body slams over the barricade. It was pretty great. Dexter Loomis. Oh, I think he took on that. No, never mind. That's not the tall guy. Um, and then Shayna's in the ring still. Sasha runs in, lays her out. Uh, NXT and SmackDown women, because like Carmella, Dana Brooke, a bunch of others come out. They all start brawling in the ring. NXT talents uh, go ringside. Sasha grabs the mic and says, uh, four of us, four of you, let's have a match right now. Uh, Matt Riddle is there. Oh, no. Oh, no. We come, uh, and then we get uh, Sasha, Nikki Cross, Carmella, Dana Brooke taking on Rhea Ripley, Tegan Knox, Dakota Kai, and Mia Yim. Yeah. Um, it was fun. There was a great sequence, especially between Sasha and Rhea, where they're doing some chain wrestling. That was great. I want to see that singles match, man. That should be a freaking Survivor Series match. Just Rhea versus Sasha. Holy great. Rhea was brass rings. She was grabbing those brass rings left and right tonight. Yeah. Preening for the camera. She's a star, man. Yeah, man. She's a star. What, she's 23, something like that? 24? Uh, yeah, she's young. Uh, the end of that sequence, Sasha tries to put Rhea in the bank statement. Rhea escapes. Both teams come in. There's a face-off. Who's that guy? Like Cal's back there? What I the heck? I have no idea who that is. A face-off. We go to commercial. We come back. Uh, Nikki hits a fun splash on Rhea Rip. Rhea was selling, too. She was throwing her body around all over the place. I don't know who that is. Nick Ogarelli. I still don't know who that is. Uh, Nikki hits a fun splash on Rhea. Uh, uh, Dakota tags herself in. Uh, Nikki hits a belly to back on her. Uh, Tegan Knox breaks that up with the shiniest wizard. Um, Dakota Kai goes for a suplex, standard suplex. Uh, Nikki instead uh, hits her finish, the spinning neckbreaker for the win. After the bell, huge brawl. NXT women, smacked omen, just brawling. And then Fire and Desire run in uh, to kind of make the save. Yeah. NXT women leave. Smackdown so, like, tall. I'm assuming because Nikki got the pin, WWE logic dictates she's on the team. Like, yeah, Sasha immediately was like, oh, I'm cool with you now. I know. I mean, I don't know. I just, I, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, why not just have the match and afterwards? Who's that guy? I have no idea. Because he took on Baba Tunde. I have no idea who that guy is. We, I'm telling you, we got to catch some of these NXT, like, super, the Florida Loop shows. Yeah, I know. What are they called? The Coconut Loop? Something like that. Uh, so, yeah. After that, uh, we had the, the main event segment, Miz TV. Yeah. Uh, with Daniel Bryan. Uh, Miz comes out in a, a, a nice suit, but those pants were, like, painted on. That and then the, the texture or the pattern of his suit was causing, like, a, a moray pattern. That's a moray pattern. Um, yeah. So, it, it it looked like, you know, those lenticular baseball cards yeah. you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Well, they have that kind of texture to it. Yeah. Depending on how you look at them, there's kind of wavy lines all over it. It yeah. looked like that. Kind of looked like Miz is about to come through our TV and hang out with yeah, us. Yeah, it was a, it was a Cronenberg type situation. <laughs> it's yeah. very weird, yeah. Yeah, it's very much so. It's like <laughs> video drone. Scanner, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say scanners, but our heads didn't blow up. No. <laughs> um, um, so the first thing Miz asked Miz Daniel Miz just Bryan, starts laying into Daniel yeah, Bryan. Yeah, he was kind of berating Daniel Bryan. I think it was a bit much. He asked Daniel Bryan, hey, why'd the Fiend choose to attack you? I think, uh, do you think uh, Daniel Bryan offers no answer? Uh, So the Miz says, I think the Fiend sees that Daniel Bryan is mentally unstable, no longer the leader of the Yes Movement. He doesn't know who he is. And Bryan says, I'm quiet because Miz TV sucks. Ouch. But Miz, you're right. I'm not the leader of the Yes Movement anymore. Maybe I am washed up. Maybe I am mentally unstable. But I still got that passion right here. Mm-hmm. Miz tries to interrupt. Brian just tells him to shut up. You think that was scripted? Because, man, Miz's face looked like no he way, was supposed to get a word in. No way, man. Daniel Bryan just told him shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Daniel Bryan says, you don't understand, Miz, because you don't have the passion. Uh, you don't understand that mental instability plus passion can make you do things like the things I've done, like kick AJ Styles in front air and become mm-hmm. WWE champion to destroy the yes movement, yeah. all these things. That was good. But Bray understands. He, he understands it because he's mentally unstable. Yeah. And he's passionate too. And he's about to go on. He's interrupted by Firefly Funhouse. Bray says, you know, Daniel, it's rude to speak about another person when they're not present. And he says, maybe the Fiend attacked uh, Daniel Bryan to scare him or maybe to remind him of what he did. Yeah. So they're directly, more or less, referencing Daniel Bryan leaving the Wyatt family, what, four years ago? Yeah, it was a long time ago. 
Um, hmm. How much did they reference history between? I mean, there was never one. I mean, look, the Shield and the Wyatt family, they did have a bit of a feud. A yeah. bit of a feud. They didn't really deep dive into it. No. And same with, with Finn. They didn't really dive that yeah. into the much details as far as Bray and Finn's history. Yeah. I wonder I I hope that I hope that Bray and Daniel Bryan both have a heavy say in how they go down this road. Because if it's simply, hey, look at this footage. Remember when you did that? Explore what that meant. Why did that send Bray down this way? Like he could even say, man, in 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 cool fiend like ways, I was on the up. I was going up big. I had you, the most popular thing, under my thumb, and then you turned on me, you betrayed my trust, and here we are today, and this is the state of my mental state, and that's the state of California over there and yours. And And you're a part of this. It'd be cool if they let them do like a a deep, interesting dive into that. Yeah, they got a week left though, man. But it's gonna (laughs) it's gonna be look at that footage. You remember that? Now I'm gonna get back at you now, four years later. They got a week left. They got a week. Yeah. So unfortunately, no, they're probably not. Anyways, Bray brings up tool, the toy box, starts pulling up random stuff. There's like a a, 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 a doll from the uh, House of Horrors match. Mm-hmm. There's some other stuff, like a, a bike horn. And eventually he pulls out the universal tile. So this is my favorite toy. He says, Dana, uh, you want to come play? All you have to do is say the one magical word. Of course, the crowd starts chanting, yes. Dana Bryan says no, mm-hmm. and then all the puppets say yes. And in yeah. response to each yes, Dana Bryan says no, and then uh, Bryan says he's not going to play with Bray and his puppets. Uh, Bryan says he's not going to be Bray's puppet, and if Bray wants to fight, let's fight. But if we're going to do it, it's going to be for that Universal Championship. And Bray just says yes, yeah. yes, yeah. yes. But then so he starts small. getting super orgasmic with it. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought they were going to end the show with like him doing yes for three minutes, but they ended. They just ended up ending the show two minutes short. Yeah, they seem to have ended it two minutes yeah, short. Yeah, kind of petered out a little bit. Yeah. So that was how SmackDown ended. Bray Wyatt saying yes a lot. I'm trying to see if uh, anybody has the screenshots of this, but apparently uh, WWE 2K's... Oh, yeah. uh, Facebook was Facebook hacked. Was yeah. hacked. Yeah, I saw that earlier. And I'm trying... Whoa, Mandalorian Episode 2's up. Exciting news. That's cool. I wonder if it's booked better than SmackDown. I would Mandela. Oh, here we go. Hazard to say yes. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, that's not professional. Let's see here. Oh wow. Jeez. One post straight up just says WWE is fake. That's rude. And that's like that's that's like the most innocent thing on here. Everything else is like really. Oh wow. Jeez. Goodness. Yeesh. Anyway, Steve was answering some questions. Oh, my goodness gracious. Yeah, let's get away from that. Yeah. Uh, uh, inner Circle Bud Ryan, work done. Time to celebrate with a little hit of the bubbly. The bubbly. Hopefully, I get so baked to forget about SmackDown. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Adrian C. Bray being excited for a blue belt makes no sense. Truth. Uh, I think Bray is sort of like... I don't know. You know, if, if if they really wanted to get clever with it, he can just like, I, I would trust Bray to kayfabe Fox wanting the new blue title, mm-hmm. you know? But it was just, a, they wanted to get the title in there. They couldn't do anything creative with it because no, of Fox. So they, poof. So, yeah, he did that. Yeah. Uh, Raphael mentions the, uh, the, the hack there. Sean Lathrop, sorry if you two spoke on this already, but what are your thoughts on Scott Dawson's new Twitter image and Instagram post? It's the Young Bucks pose. It's the Young Bucks pose. They're gone. They're so out the door. They, yeah, we forgot to sort of mention that. They're totally out the door. They're totally out the they door. They really are. Completely and totally. Because he, he posted something about, and this is, I don't think he'd like, he posted something about, unless they're just doing sort of the leverage thing. Because he, here's the thing. WWE may be so anxious. <clears throat> this is going to be very interesting. WWE might be so anxious to keep them from AEW that they'll give them whatever they want. And I'm not talking about money. He was complaining about not seeing his kids. They might give them a Randy Orton schedule. It is kind of surprising that, creatively speaking, they don't seem to be 
For example, like they, uh, the the revival and Orton. This is according to rumor, dirt sheets, yeah, whatever. Yeah, they wanted to do the faction thing. Yeah, they wanted to be a faction, and Orton apparently pitched it to Vince himself. Yeah, like fat number one. Who wouldn't want that faction? Number two, factions are cool. Number three, you get a cool logo, a T-shirt, and a name. They had the name. Yeah, FTRKO. Yeah. There's no downside to it. Zero. Maybe, maybe Vince was like, well. They're out the door, so that's not going to work. Maybe he just knows. But I want—I mean, so it makes me think that WWE just resigned to them leaving. Could be, and uh, they're like, "Well, we can't add any more time to the contract." Or maybe, maybe they'll figure it out. I was saying this during the stream. The revival needs to make sure that all these matches they're having on the way out, if yep. they're leaving, or at least yep. if they're looking at leaving, they need to be mat wrestlers. They do not need to be risking their bodies. Nope. About to get injured and add three more months, six more months, mm-hmm. a year to their contract. Because if one of them goes down, that means the other guy didn't like they do that with like uh, Luke Harper because Rowan was out. No, they didn't have time on his. They didn't have time on Harper's contract because Rowan was out. They had time on Harper's contract because he went and got surgery on his wrist while his partner was out. Oh yeah, thinking he'd get it done. Yeah, while his partner was recuperating. They're not going to do injury. anything with me anyways. He's out, so yeah. I might as well do that. And then they had time to his contract. <laughs> Ridiculous. Oh, boy. Uh, go to the Patreon here. Jurgen Johnson and Johnson's. I thought the Daniel Bryan segment was so strong and passionate. Even my parents came into the room and were into it. And then I just couldn't explain to them why a child, child theme was playing. I guess the Firefly Funhouse thing. So, like, Do you think it's time to lose Firefly Funhouse? No, not at all. I think it's great. Um, Daniel Bryan, really, it's funny because you get wrapped up in how crap SmackDown is. Daniel Bryan really is super special. Oh, yeah. He's doing just amazing work that I real that we really should not take for granted because uh, it is absolutely terrific stuff. Mm-hmm. And that match, mm-hmm. I think hopefully they will. I know there's a week left, but hopefully this match won't be the only match they have and yep. they can continue on with some, some more cool stuff. Exactly. Uh, Alex Foster, I'm the only one who loves how Miz and Bryan still hate each other no matter their alignment. What other wrestlers should love or hate each other no matter where they fall. I like that. That's good. You're you're right about that. Yes. Um, I always appreciate that no matter, even after Hogan turned heel, Heenan was still anti-Hogan. I always liked that. Um, Oh, uh, Corey Graves and Elias. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because last couple times without Elias, Corey was like on board with him. I know. He shouldn't be. Never. He shouldn't be. Never. Uh, John Ingalls, do you think Bray will win clean over Daniel Bryan? Yes. Yeah, I do. Yes. Yeah, I do. Uh, Wolfpack for Life. Yes. Wrestling Observer himself reported that a possible dog collar match between Roman and Baron at TLC. What are your thoughts? If true, that's terrible. But, you know, until uh, Meltzer puts together a string of uh, reliable. Great assault, man. <laughs> a grain of salt. Great assault. Uh, just historically speaking, at least in recent years, most kind of uh, dog collar matches not been good. Garbage. Garbage. If, that, if that's true, that's horrible. Horrible idea. Horrible idea. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, it's Andrew Jocelyn says, what's Adam Cole's FPOS order at Smashburger? Well, the double Smashburger, of course. Yeah. Not the Brussels sprouts that I got. The tots. Yeah. Um, and then a large shake. How great would it be if at Survivor Series, Team NXT, they all have rib tape? That'd be great. This is Team FPOS. That'd be so good. That'd be amazing. Because they all have to be selling the War Games match. I know. I know. Dakota Miley, do you think Fiend versus Brian is just to get past Survivor Series? So after that, we get Brian versus Nakamura. You know, as soon as they Probably. thought, as soon as they thought about doing NXT with Survivor Series, they should have rescheduled War Games for like December. I know. You know, put it in between Survivor because Series. Because they're not and the doing Rumble. a takeover at Rumble. That's right. It's World's Quad. Yeah. Yeah, they really should have done I know, that. I know. But they probably decided it like a month ago. Yeah. After War Games is probably already scheduled. Yeah, you're probably right. Everything last minute. Let me go to the Discord, see if anybody has anything to say over here. Yeah. Uh-huh. 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 Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Butts asks, which is more the case, a bad segment dragging a good show down or a good segment elevating a bad show. I think we got concrete proof of that this week. I thought that uh, Raw was actually pretty darn good were it not for the uh, Lana Rusev stuff. 
Um, this was a bad show, and even the Daniel Bryan segment couldn't really yeah. elevate it, even though Daniel Bryan really did some good work there. Yeah. Yeah. If it's a bad show, it's, 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 it's hard for one segment to say that. You need, you need at least like 60% of yeah. a decent show for yeah. me to consider it like that. You know? Agreed. A decent show. So uh, anyways, let's see here. Just double check, make sure there's nobody else yapping away. Nope. All right. Oh, yeah, Punk and Cena. Here's the thing about Punk and Cena in terms of being mm. two guys that inherently don't get along. Uh, I do appreciate that they had that picture where Punk or Cena, somebody lost a bet over a football game, I think, yeah, or yeah, a yeah. hockey game. I forget yeah, what it yeah. was. And I don't know. They just seem like they like each other. Oh, I'm you know? sure they do. I think they do. Uh, D minor says Chompa and Gargano. They're they're already buddy buddy. Gargano wins that title. Chompa's out there getting him a hug. Mm-hmm. They patch things up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roman and Corbin. <laughs> there, you know, you know the pro. You know the problem with this. Now they mentioned Roman. You know the problem is there isn't enough sucker punching. Remember how great it was whenever Roman was going sucker punch Corbin Baron, yeah. and laugh. Yeah, it was great. It was awesome. Yeah, God forbid they give Roman some uh, dimension and character, and make him interesting. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. Anyways, Lady Fortune, hold on on this question. What does AEW and NXT have that SmackDown needs to fix their two-hour build? Um, consistent quality wrestling throughout the show. They have through lines. Through lines for their show, where there's stories being told it's just, it's just over good, the course. It's just better storytelling. Yeah, it's it just is. like it with is. with Vince, it's momentary. It's moment to moment pops, and you know, spiteful booking. Yeah. Oh, fans think this is crap. Let's do more of it. Let's double down on it. Uh, whereas with NXT, it is let's listen to the audience. What are they interested in? What are they down on? What works? What doesn't work? Mm-hmm. You can tell, man. You can see every shot of Triple H sitting there. He looks like he is crafting music. Mm-hmm. And then he's got HBK next to him. Mm-hmm. They're serious, man. They, they are. are serious dudes doing yeah. their job. Yep. They take it seriously. And that's why it's so good. Yep. And I feel the same exact thing at AEW. I yeah. think maybe the creative process might be different there because I think they give the wrestlers some more freedom. Oh, a lot more, yeah. And I think that's the key to what they do. Totally. Right, totally. You know? See, AEW is like jazz. You have a theme. And everybody else can can solo off that theme or play around the the, the perimeters, the edge of that theme. Yeah. And I feel like uh, NXT is more like very highly orchestrated classical music. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's not, it's intricate mm-hmm. in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of notes, a lot of stuff going on, but it's all very uh, structured mm-hmm. and very purposeful. Yeah. Um. In in barring a couple sections, it's 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 it's, it's, it's all written. It. Mm-hmm. You know what's going to do it for the duration of the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We do appreciate it. Thanks, everybody, who joined us on the stream. Thanks to our sponsors today, Mac Weldon and Audible. Yes, thank you. And uh, we have an Ask Stephen Larson for the patrons and the YouTube channel members Mm -hmm. coming up a little bit later. Uh, We're not going to do that live. We're just going to do it while we're processing our doing our stuff here. Yeah, doing all this stuff here, yeah. So thank you very much. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye.